guys, do you want top quality media? Do you want professional looking graphics? Do you want to make your business look like something that is new, Marvel, exciting, and most importantly has ingenuity? They have everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to www.guerrillagrfx.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events that you see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So if you're looking to plan your next gig or event, or if you just want to see what's going on in the area, head over to their Facebook page to learn more at Stutterbox Productions. What's up, everybody? This is McAllister's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coleman McAllister. Today, we're joined by returning guest, Michael M. Jenny. Um, I, as the host, am struggling already through this <laughs> <laughs> speaking. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Too many podcasts. Too many podcasts. But yeah. we're here. We're loving it. Uh, I love when you come by, man. It's always a good time. Always good to see an old friend. And, you know, how you, how you doing today, man? How was your drive? Man, it's... It's a pleasure to be here. This is like what round three, I believe. So round three, Trace. Man, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to come out here. the The drive wasn't bad. It was real smooth. Des Moines to no Cedar Falls to Des Moines, no yeah. cop activity, which I like. So it was a, it was a straight shot. Yeah, well, I did that yesterday, as I told you. I'm yeah. Going on the GXP podcast. Oh yeah, shout out to him. I see what he's doing. I yeah. see what he's doing. Yeah, waves. yeah, for sure. You know, I I was telling him this, and I I say this to all you see the rap. Um, Sea Rapids, right? Sea Rapids, guys. Yeah. Um, I always get Sea Rapids and Falls confused. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's actually like 30, 30, 35 minutes away. Oh, really? They're really right next to each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like if you're speeding or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, y- y'all just need to move to Des Moines. Like, <laughs> I, I, get I out of there, man. I, I feel it at times because Des Moines is like the hub where everything happens. It's, yeah. It's, it's a lot of opportunities, and... Um, Cedar Rapids too. There are opportunities. I feel like when you travel outside of your your city, you go to another, you know, city in the state. There's more reception, uh, a better crowd, and overall more opportunities. Like when I look up Des Moines stuff, Des Moines things to do, artist wise, um, even like just to go and have fun. It's a bunch of opportunities in Des Moines. Yeah, makes sense yeah no i mean i think the talented in this you know entire state is so underrated oh facts, so overlooked facts, facts. like there there's so many different types of expression and things going on like in this state that i just i feel like are kind of just under this like shroud of like almost like like iowa like there's a right. stigma of like you know we're still fighting off indians and stuff you know what i mean like people legit like when i was a kid mm-hmm. people legitimately thought like they would you know, they would travel and they'd be like, "Do you still like fight off Indians?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, bro. It's no. it's a misconception with Iowa. It's yeah. it, it's a lot of preconceived notions, and also like at the same time, it's, it's a lot of saturation. Like, <clears throat> I feel like yeah, there's like sure. a vast a vast majority of like talented people, you know, here who are doing who are you know excelling in their field of music or or whatever the case is, and then um, also another group that 
you know, is also maybe doing the same thing, but but you know, not taking it as as serious because there's there's a thousand rappers and a thousand singers in every state or more. Um, yeah, but in Iowa, we're all we're known for is just the corn, <laughs> football, industrial shit. Nothing like entertainment wise. That's why we're always overlooked. When you go to Minnesota, you hear music. They're they're mainly known for music. Um, but right in the middle, it's like. <laughs> Scam calls. My phone's been scamming all week. I don't know who submitted my number, but dude, one time I had a scammer. He was like, this, he he was like eleven different people, but he was the same guy. He he was like super Asian, so he had like a really thick accent. And he was like, I am from the IRS, or like I am from blah blah blah. And I'm like, you're the like. One day I got really pissed. I was like, you're the same motherfucker. Stop calling me. <laughs> and eventually they hang up. Yeah, right. When you catch up to their bullshit, they're just like, what? I had one scammer, and I was like, let me guess. Are you trying to scam me? And they go, yes, I am. Click. And I'm like, then what's the point of that? Dude. Then you call the number again, and it's, and it's disconnected. Like it's just... <laughs> what's, the, what's the day of a scammer? I, I want to know that. Like, is it... I think it's, like, probably 10 hours of just laying in their bed, just like, oh, I'm going to try this. Like, they, like, think of numbers. They, like, have, like, a little notebook, and they're like... They probably don't even do that. They probably, <laughs> they probably I, just type in. Numbers. I think it's that. I, I think it's. I think it's that 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 they do, and maybe these companies like selling your phone numbers. Like you know how like I, yeah. I feel true. like when I went on Google and I submitted my information for for something I filled out directly the next day, I had a whole bunch of three one nine numbers calling me from. It'd be like a three one nine number, which is like Cedar Falls, Waterloo area code, right? But it would say, oh, 319 Des Moines. I'm like, yo, this is, Des Moines 515. You're, you're trying to scam my phone, and you answer, and it goes, bloop, bloop. This is this and that. I'm like, click. Like, get off my phone. Dude, I had a guy. I <laughs> I had a guy. Um, I got an email saying, like, I like that this thing charged, like, $200 to my account. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, in this... You know, I was busy at work and shit. Right. I was, yeah, I'm like, oh my, I just like instinctually like called this number and he's like, oh, like, what, can I call you back at like 3.30? I'm like, this is weird. And yeah. I like said it to Molly. She's like, yeah, this is a scam. I'm like, fuck. Why would you need to call back at 3.30? <laughs> makes no sense. Geek Squad isn't like, <laughs> they don't take three hour breaks. But they do like, not. They're not just like one guy in like a booth. Like, oh, I have so many calls. Like, right. <laughs> I need a break. I'll get you when I can. I don't think it works like that. He think he thinks he's Geek Squad. He wants to be Geek Squad. <laughs> There's other employment opportunities, buddy. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So, uh, what what you got coming down the pipeline? What you been working on since uh you've last been? I believe. Through? Let me see what the ha- what happened last time. Uh, I don't think I dropped anything. Yeah. So be- between now and last time, I know I was working on new music. And that music did drop. Uh, the The lead single for for my EP King dropped. It, it's Semwa, and it was three months ago. Um, and that means it's me. It's 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 a song about you know, you know, in individuals, two individuals. Well, I I want to say it, it's it, it's in a sense about myself, how I feel, you know, how I've been feeling like a long time. Like I said. And that now it's it started to do its thing for after three months it's now starting to pick up you know through TikTok and Instagram and things like that and given the timeline at that time I thought hey I'm gonna put out a single in September 
and I have to keep reminding myself like, hey, my music is always still new to the audience. I can't go through singles like that. I have to figure out ways to market it. So I told myself, I'm going to wait till at least November to drop new music. And then along with the single, I dropped the Tokos 2 video. We shot that in Texas, and that was that was a, an experience I'll never forget because, again, oh, wow. yeah, it, it all came together. We did it, we did it in, in a day. Mm. And the time that we had, we made the best of it, and it was one of those visuals. Like I, I, I feel it's one of my best music videos. Production, um, the the team of people I had around me, the uh, the girl that was in the video, she did an amazing job. Um, and now it's starting to translate. Now it's starting to pick up again. Uh, and I, even now when I watch, it, I'm still speechless. But it's one of those things like I can't get caught up. You know, watching. I just had to be like, all right, that's cool. What I did. Let me go focus on something else. Yeah, um, right. And then besides that, uh, I finally had a show in Cedar Rapids. Uh, there you go. I think you. I think you, you might have ever heard of Robert Miley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had him on. Yeah, Young Creatives. Man, Young Creatives, dude is dude's energy is through the roof. A good genuine yeah. dude. Shout I got to have him back on again soon. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, man, it it was one of those opportunities. Him and Juan. Juan's yes. a good guy too. I need to meet him. Uh, oh, you haven't met Juan? No, I have oh, not. Oh, he's cool. He's I've heard spot. nothing but good things uh, from Robert about him. They're a good collective group, and he he hosted a show um, the 28th of, uh, no, it was the 8th of this month, my bad. Oh, that, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I saw stuff on that. And it was one, of, it, I feel it was one of my best performances. It, I walked in there, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like, at least, it was at least 100 plus people in there. Plus the you know the other artists that were there too, which they did an amazing job as well. And when I got when it got to my set, it, just, it was one of those moments where, like I, I, I you look you, you do the thing, and when you look up, your time is done. But you don't know how you did it, but you just know it got done, and you just look at the footage, just like damn, I looked like I was having the best time of my life, and it was <laughs> it was an experience I'll never forget. So shout out to him and the young creatives, and now we're just. Uh, I think now we're gearing towards next year of dropping the EP because I thought I was going to drop it this year, but giving planning and sure. trying to market and execute is best to just hey, wait till you wait till next year because I'm trying to tie it all in with yeah with high school reunion and everything else. So I'm like I need a I need to wait this one out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that makes sense, man. I mean, <clears throat> I think. The, you know so many projects musical mm -hmm. projects i mean it's common for them to you know go through a phase where like hey we're not <laughs> we're not releasing it right now you know right right you know going back to your uh um your video shoot um the fact that you guys like did it, like you know just in a day like that like i'm really like that must have been like a really you know pleasant experience because you mm -hmm. know i'm in video production like right. i feel like you know you have the times where it's hard to get people raggled in and like right. be able to actually do it quickly like right. you know like in my classes like there are times where like i've been the director and i've been trying to get everybody going and mm -hmm. like you know they just are going off on these like tangents where right you know i like, i'm more of like a focus like we need to get this shit done like let's have a plan in place so we can just like knock it out right so we can you know get it done yeah it's it it really was a pleasant experience and it was one of those things like i have a group of people that you know i bring with me and we know what we're doing you know yeah. there's time there's time to play and there's time where where we need to work sure. and my my video director junior makolo like we've done I think four or five videos together, if I'm not mistaken. I might be okay. wrong. It might be a little bit less. But we he has a great work ethic. It's like when it's when we get there, 
it's time to shoot. And sometimes, like, even myself, I get annoyed because <laughs> he's like, take after take after take after take. Oh, that's me too. That's how and I am. And it's just like, okay, he understands because he, he looks in the camera and he's like, if the energy is not matching the song, it's not it's not going to look right on camera. Like, you, I'm not going to, you know, take the time to edit it if it's not what it is. Yeah. And this is not disrespect to anybody else I've worked with, but he's he's been the best one of the best that I've worked with others you know it, it was it was I, I want to say it was more of like they were just worried about the money they just wanted to get it done and anytime my my own you know visions were you know expressed it was more like oh you know you waters, oh, it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on that I'm gonna blame it on you know that and, and the energy explaining it because I it feels like I'm passionate about it but <laughs> Um, but it was one of those things like they just cared about the money and this is like after routinely working with them and I, I won't mention their names, but it's just like one of those things like, Hey, you, you, you maybe thought you saw my vision, but yeah, well, well that, that's a hard thing to translate to sometimes yeah. like with the client, like, and you know, we were just talking about this a couple episodes ago, like mm -hmm. your vision dies so many times when you're yes. going through the process. So it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to match everything up. Sometimes yeah. you gotta like settle and compromise a little bit, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what I've had to to learn. Like I might have a vision a vision in my head, but the videographer might have a better idea that when you see it full yeah. spectrum, it's just like, oh, this works out better. And I think what we're trying to transition to is like I personally can't tell that we did this in a day, but I know within my head I did it in a day. But he's always emphasized what if we added another day? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. What if we did a whole nother day of shooting versus just one day? And the one, the the Tokos 2 video, I kid you not, that was at least a, a three-hour shoot. We did it in yeah. three, three hours, uh, a big room with multiple scenes and then an outside scene. And we've done it enough in a routine that, okay, we know what we need to do to get it done. But it's one of those things always like, what if we tried, you know, something else, something more? which, you know, gets my mind going at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, and I, you know, it's important to have people that are, you know, and, you know, going back to, like, the multiple takes, mm -hmm. like, you know, there, there's a reason, like, Kubrick did, like, 50 to 100 takes of a yes. scene. Like, uh, you know, when your actors and the people that are in the video, like, you emulate, they emulate a certain expression, like, a mm -hmm. certain, like, if you want to get them, like, you know, in the, film like looking really pissed or like you know like when he's doing the shining mm -hmm. like the reason jack nicholson looks fucking pissed is because he did a hundred takes of that right scene. oh yeah he chopped that door down so many fucking times he's like over it he's it's like pro it's probably real real anger too you know it's yeah not, it's not even just acting it's just like after a certain while just like yo i'm fed up with this and some of that real aggression transpires into you know real into the camera and then you know you get yeah. You get those good movies and good scenes and stuff. Yeah. No. So like anyway, like when I direct, like I know people get pissed because like mm -hmm. I'm just doing so many takes. Like I'm like this is the last take, and then we do the last take. I'm like I didn't like that, so we're gonna do another last take. <laughs> and they're looking at you like, are you serious, motherfucker? Like. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you just gotta put up with it because I, like, you gotta go through those you know those those uh those situations to achieve greatness. You might be like, damn. It's yeah. hot on set. Another take. Another well, take. Well, you know, that is the beauty of capitalism, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can at least make money. <laughs> I guess. It, it's, it's always a plus. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I do promote uh, making money. <laughs> I try to. As, as you should. That, 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 that is one key thing to life, making money. Yeah. So don't be a podcaster. That's <laughs> oh, so so now you're saying that you you're saying you're saying there's no money, no 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 podcasting. Dude, I had a guy come on here, uh Scott Kirkhart. He was telling this story about how he had a friend whose kid was like a really talented musician. He basically mm-hmm. told them like follow your dream and then the kid like quit his job. <laughs> Oh, like real life? Yeah. Like, oh, damn. And the dad was like pissed. He's like, I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> and I was saying, like, don't do that with podcasts. And he was like, no. no. Like, follow your dream. I'm like, do not follow your dream with a podcast. Uh, I, he must have been really determined to be like, yo, I, I feel like I have enough to just make it. So, <laughs> so fuck my job. Uh, no, he's a great guy. No, uh, he, he did. He has uh, started his career as like a full-time musician. It's actually oh. been like... Um, doing really good stuff with oh that. that's what's up yeah oh, that so i mean it's not like it's not a completely illogical backing right but like you know you also have to remember like for them you know for most people they need like like i still need like a fucking i need at least a part-time job right oh everything. of course oh yeah <laughs> you gotta have bread you know right. you can't just be like hey i need like a thousand dollars for this painting or whatever i'm just gonna rely on this for my you know, you can't be Picasso or whatever. It takes yeah. It takes time to get to a, a point where you no longer need you know a a nine to five or 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 a sixty three job, and you can rely on you know your whatever career that you're in. It could yeah. be uh, music or film film directing. Film directing. Um, like Robert Miley was talking to me about this after his after the show that. He hasn't worked a nine to five in X amount of years, and yeah, I think I remember him talking about that. And he does his film, and I'm like, man, that's something I look up to because I want to be able to dictate my own schedule, you know, not have to, you know, answer to, you know, a boss in a sense. Like, oh, I got to be at work at this time, at this time, and that's not like you know to shine on, you know, to talk down on anybody who goes to a nine to five job. You know, I still work a regular job until yeah. I'm at a point where I'm just like, all right, cool, this music thing is going. Let me focus on that fully. But until then, we're going to, you know, we're going to grind it out. We're definitely, most definitely going to grind it out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, like, anxieties or uh, uncertainties about, like, you know, when that time comes, taking that extra step to, like, going to full time? Are you pretty confident about it? Um, I haven't had any any anxieties about going into that yet because I feel like there's still more work to be done okay. for me to know, like, hey. I can fully live off being a musician because once once I started getting the mindset of I'm thinking of when this thing will pop or when is it going to happen, things like that, or if it's going to happen, that's when it starts to be one of those, like it gets into a mindset of, oh, I might have to shut everything down. I might have to stop making music, blah, blah, blah. And I've never thought about ever stopping because... You know, you, you try to manifest greatness. You try to manifest certain things. So I, j- I just look at what I'm doing, and I'm like, okay, at some point in time, it's going to hit. It'll take yeah. some time, but it's going to hit. And as long as I'm doing the what I'm doing, you know, working, using that to put back into the music, whatever I make off of music, put that back in and just keep the same rhythm, everything, you know, should work out fine. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it is really, uh, you know, pe- the people who do, like, make that <laughs> step, like, I kudos to them but like right to me that's just like because you know 
my you know degree is about you know to end and like i'm about to step into that too so like mm-hmm. i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of there too like part of me has been just like thinking like what like part-time job am i still gonna <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's 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 a pull and tug it really is you know it's it, it, and also like it's it's a sacrifice mm-hmm. be- because at, at some point in time you you have to stop waiting and waiting for the because it the right moment might be you need to make that jump you got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable and that might for, for even even like for you you might have to yeah. like move to make that you know that thing pop for me i might have to move to another state to make my music more uh noticeable if that's the case yeah. if iowa doesn't work out you know yeah you know what i think is really preventing me from doing that is that i don't really like ramen i'm not <laughs> That's what you got to resolve to. Like I said, that that struggle, that pull and tug. Like you got to exactly. Got to eat that ramen and, and white bread for a good like three to six months. Before you know it, you're up to pasta. You, you've upgraded to pasta. Another three to six months, nah, a salad. I got I got to eat good, bro. That's fuck. no. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. But dad always talks like because you know he was in law school and all that, so he mm-hmm. lived the ramen life. And, oh you know, yeah. Fuck, I can't do that, man. I, I will admit, after after a while, after that salty taste, it's just like, hey, I need something different. The yeah. saltines and I want to live comfortable. Yeah, I think I'm just over particular with like certain things, and food is one of them. And it's not. I mean, I think it, I think it's good in some regards, but like mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a problem. I'm like, I like you know, spend an extra dollar. I'm like, oh wait, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> let me let me put that back. I'm not gonna do that. Let me grab something else. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have gotten the steak. This week. <laughs> Yeah, but I also don't have kids, so that kind yet, of helps. Yet, we I don't know, man. We're kind of we're on that fence. We don't really know if we want them. What? You want kids? Oh, I want at least two kids. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want me some kids. I want some mini me's running around. So yeah. what? What is like? What is it about that that like you want so much? Like, what's the what's uh, the drive for you to want to have kids? I think it's uh, having a. An offspring, if that makes sense, like my like uh my own son or daughter. Yeah, pa- passing on the genes. Yeah, yeah, passing on the genes. There you go. Because I've I, like I had like I had a two parent household. Like, yeah. like like that I could say I had a mother and a father throughout my whole life until my mother passed, and I and the 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 love I saw my parents give myself and my siblings. I'm like that's that's something I I, I want to give to my kids and something I model off of like everything my father and my mother have done in life. Like I try and instill that within myself. So when I see what they, what they did for me, I'm just like, yeah, I want to, I want that for myself. So I know within myself, I'm, yeah, I want me some two kids, but <laughs> everybody else is like, not really like that. And now these days I hear, fuck them kids. That's what I hear. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> what, what happened to you for you, for you to say that? Like, were you beating at home? Like, <laughs> Like, why are you saying fuck them kids? <laughs> but uh, everybody's different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I struggle with, like, the idea of passing on my, like, her- her- heretical, whatever. Hereditary. Yeah, hereditary. Uh, <laughs> I can't fucking talk. Why am I even doing a podcast, bro? It's, it's, it's a Wednesday. We're going to blame a- it on a Wednesday and the weather shift. Yeah. The weather. There we go. That's it's the weather shift. The best excuse. My mood changed because of the weather, so I yeah, can't do I'm the podcast. Yeah, I'm telling you, it got, got me all in, 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 
and discombobulated. Like, I, I'm nah. God damn it! What the fuck was? That? Oh yeah. Um, but like the just like like the <laughs> depravity and alcoholism that's just like in my family tree and like the mental health. Like, right? You know, I'm autistic. I don't necessarily want to like carry that on genetically. You know, like that. There's just so many things that I kind of. I, I steer away from that. No, I now mentally. now now that I've never thought about and, and that I understand. And I often I've I've often heard that conversation of like individuals who you know date for, you know, a long amount of time, but it comes to that question of, okay, I see how you are. I know yeah. how I am. Do you know where what we what we could bring into this world? And then it becomes a back and forth and then you hear, Oh, we could always adopt, you know, we could always uh it's so- something that they would have a kid. Yeah. You know, that's not even really a bad option, I I don't think. No, but, it's not. Ado- like, I feel like adoption is like you're giving, um, in a sense, a kid you don't know a better life. You're giving them a life that they never could imagine. If you do it right, you love them. Yeah. But there is also a fair question of, like, can you even handle adopting a kid? You know what I mean? Like, maybe... Like, maybe you're just the kind of, like, and that's another thing, too, is, like, both of my parents are, like, very career-driven people. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of my childhood was, like, them working, 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 working. Right. And, like, I I almost, like, understand it as an adult, because, like, I almost feel that same way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I also still recognize, like, is it good to, like, raise a kid when, like, it's possible that I might just get just so distracted and caught up in my own shit that he might just fly by? Like that could that could very well happen because I'm just a I'm a selfish bitch, you know. <laughs> no, that that that's that's a valid point. Like it, it could be one of those things where like if it's two of you guys, one person's so focused on on work, and and that does become a thing. And it might not even you know be intentional, but they're so like career driven. Yeah, and they're just pushing nine to five, nine to five. After five, I'm home. I'm relaxing. You know, sometimes that nine to five is their main focus, so they might not show up for games. Yeah, they might not show up for elementary recitals and shit. And sometimes, you know, that scars the kid for life. You know, I don't, I don't know, but oh that, yeah, my, that's a valid point. <laughs> so my dad would show up to the sporting events, but he would miss the music events. <laughs> Hell no! How, how, how you gonna be like? I'm gonna support my throw that football, catch that pass. When you're singing, I ain't got time. I'm staying at the crib. Oh, dude. Uh, I love my dad, though. That hurts. He's something else. Yeah. <coughs> that I, hurts. I was telling, I was in the, I was talking to Brian from the GXP podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. And I was, I told him, like, dude, I could tell my, I could be on Joe Rogan tomorrow mm-hmm. and tell my dad, and he'd be like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> all nonchalant and shit like oh that's nice well let's go that's that's pretty neat i'll have to check that out <laughs> no excitement no no thrill yeah i also made five hundred thousand dollars but okay no, now no. that would that would get him like oh really where's this at where's right that? right <laughs> you know son i've always i always thought you were special something about you come here uh, <laughs> one of them hey give me that yeah, uh, ruffle in your pockets and shit like where is that buddy? <laughs> Hey, can I get a little bit? Yeah. Uh, no, they don't need my help. <laughs> they don't need. Oh, uh, no, my dad's a judge. He's uh, he's doing fine. Oh, that's that's money. Yeah. No, I'm not helping that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can y'all help me out? Like, 
Dude. No, I mean, I, I I say this. I'll have the same attitude um, to that as he did to my childhood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all right. <laughs> oh, <not so> <laughs> Dude, my fucking grandpa has a um, dementia right now, and they just mm-hmm. make fun of him. Like, oh, that's, the <laughs> that's that's not cool at all. Like, <laughs> he's like walking around getting lost. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Man's just getting lost. It's just like help him. But he did, like, every five minutes just forgetting. But that's the thing about my family, man. Like, we're, like, we're just, like, antagonistical assholes to each Mm -hmm. other. But, like, that's just how it's always been. So And, like, we find the humor in it. So, like, we're, I don't know. It's fucked up. But, like, I don't know. I, I still, there's still, like, a small part of me that enjoys, like, the McAllisters getting together and having some drinks and just, like, bullshitting and going at each other and just fucking, like, you know. As long as it's harmless and fun, hey. Oh, it's not, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But I mean, it's it's kind it's it's kind of like the the jabs, you know what I mean? Poking jabs. Yeah, it's like when you make a joke, but like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you kind of like you hit me with a dagger. You mean it a little bit, like. <laughs> and then they keep going and going, just like, oh, you being serious, huh? Okay. Yeah, dude. Okay. One time I was at my grandparents, and uh, I t- they asked me what I wanted to do, and at the time I wanted to like be like I just was like I want to be an artist. Mm-hmm. I told them all they and like I told them, and they all immediately burst into laughter. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I just was like, I was so like torn, torn to pieces. And I just like went and like hung out and like watched TV or something the rest of the night. I was just like, fuck yeah. this. <laughs> I, that is, that's a very valid story. But see, I, I'm laughing about it. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of that thing. Like you go through fucked up shit and you're like, all right, this is, it's funny though. You know? How they gonna laugh, how, how, how they gonna laugh at your dreams? Like, damn. I mean, look, man, there, there are some dreams that are a little like, like, I, I knew this guy, he was a friend of my ex-wife's, he wanted to be a magician, mm-hmm. and he, like, he had this whole plan to, like, travel, like, through the United States and, like, just live in his car and, like, go on the street and do magic, and he right. was gonna, like, make money, he, like, and it was actually, it was kind of cute, like, he had, like a, like, a marker board with, like, a little drawing of, like, a graph, and he's, like, you know, um, I think they they made it like a little bit. They they stayed with us and like they were gonna stay for like five like three to five days and they ended up staying for like three weeks. Oh damn! Yeah, really enjoyed their time. <laughs> really enjoyed their time. <laughs> yeah, they were doing a lot of uh, magic in Des Moines for sure. Oh yeah, more like magic on the gathering on their computer or whatever. You know? Oh <laughs> yeah, dude, they brought they brought their Mac. They're like big desktop Mac, and they just like planted it on a table in our apartment. And you're like, they just they'd stay up to like two, three in the morning when we had like a you know like a seven a.m. job. Yeah, bro. That is some. That's just blunt disrespect. Just blunt disrespect. Yeah, you gonna bring a whole desktop Mac? That's I, that's just disrespect. Granted, they were like on a road trip, but like still, if like if if the idea is that you're really out there grinding, like why the fuck you like? Right. That's I, just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> and how does it turn into three weeks? <sighs> they were really trying to. They really thought that this was the place, man. <laughs> they thought the the magic scene was in fucking Des Moines. I'd have been like, get your own spot then. <laughs> I don't be doing that in here. Like, dude, like every everyone's off the streets by seven thirty. You're not right. There's, there's nothing there for you. Nothing but trouble. Oh 
fucking shit, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. magic. I, I I will say that's probably one of the I, I, I give props to anyone. I'm sure there's someone out there who's like fucking amazing with magic and like oh, yeah. you know, they're gonna make it and that's glad like I'm proud of you. But you are a, like literally a needle in the haystack. You are one of millions of people who are gonna make it in magic Man, in twenty twenty two. If you I'm turn sorry. on <laughs> what is it? America's got talent, it's always it's always somebody with some new magic shit. And right? every single time I'm amazed too because it, it just keeps getting better and better. I'm like, oh, you're able to, I don't know, spit out something out your mouth that you threw into the crowd, like like things like that. Like it, there's always somebody every single year coming out with something better that they're about to make national headlines and make it. So always, yeah. Do, do you watch America's Got Talent? Sure. I I used to when I was younger. No, was it? No, it was it was Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, <laughs> my my parents used to throw it on, and um, uh, I'd watch it, and then I yeah, and then I started getting into it because I think yeah, Chris Brown performed on there, and then I just from there I just started watching it because it was different celebrities that that I've you know seen in movies are on there now, so I was just like, oh, that's cool to watch or whatever. But that's about it. Yeah, man. Excuse Fuck. me. No, you're good. You're good. You got a little bit of a cold there. Yeah, I don't know where it's coming from. I've been. Yeah, it's everywhere, all. man. I'm like, man. I just got over one myself. I I almost feel like it's coming back a little bit. It's. Man. It's this up and down temperature. Up and stuff. down. It, you it, you go in and out of the colds like for like a solid month or two. And it always here. starts with the body aches. You feel it. It's just like, oh yeah, I feel something coming. Damn, I don't get the body aches. I, I usually it's usually just all congestion for me, just hacking and fucking, you know, all that bullshit. I'm sick of it. I wish it was. I wish it was July again. That 90 degree weather heat. That's what yeah. I miss. I I do. You know, and Molly's a lot like this. Like I I really do like this deck though. Of like. You know, putting on a sweater and just like having a blanket, and like watch, like watching a couple movies or playing your game or whatever. You know, there's something about that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, depends on the kind of person you are. Obviously. I do like hoodie hoodie season. It's uh, yeah, it's it's easier to dress because now you don't hmm. now now you don't need to like right. you know really think about what you wear. I mean, if if you have a stack of sweats, a stack of hoodies, like some black some black pants with some like red red hoodie boom you're in there yeah and you don't have to think about summer does this match with this do i need the hat on you know like this is now the time you can be comfy wear what you want and not have to worry see i don't even like have that gear going in my brain ever of like do i match oh never oh yeah i don't know i've, I've just never been a person who is um particular about his appearance the last i know i'm a sexy years. motherfucker now but i i, I don't try <laughs> It must come effortless, then. You just throw on some shit and boom, really? y'all, I'm ready to go. No, I, 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 I really am just like a, a sex god. Like, I'm just a, I'm just a <laughs> wonder. <laughs> effortless. I'm predicting, I'm predicting, what's the, is it time? Not time. What's like the top hundred sexiest men or whatever? What's that list? That's a, that I don't know if it still is, but that was like a big. It, it's like a big thing where they have like this is the sexiest man of the year or whatever. Oh, oh, I think I don't think it's Forbes, but it's like a every yeah every year somebody gets. Uh, it's one of those stupid magazines. Uh, picked as like the the sexiest man alive. Yeah, one, one of those. Um, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I forgot which magazine it is though. It might no, I think it's Time. Yeah, Time Time magazine. Might yeah. be Time. Yeah. 
Yeah. <coughs> uh, well, I'm predicting in a decade. That's that's going to be me. Uh, We're calling it right here. We're put, placing bets. Once I'm comfortable being bald, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a throw myself <laughs> in there, too. You know, w- once I can take this thing off and be comfortable with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so I'm about to ask you. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh like uh have you always been bald or is that something that like like when did that start for you? Uh it it kind of started as like my hairline just like started going out and the <laughs> like at what age like did that start happening? Uh I want to say twenty two or twenty three. Damn. Yeah, that's when I started noticing like you know my hair was just going bad and it might have and I think it might have been from like when I was younger I would try and line myself up or cut my own hair but after a while like i remember i remember one family function i went to in minneapolis and it was hella family there (laughs) and like they just kept like i remember one family member came around and they they just looked at me and they're just like you might as well just go bald and they just start laughing (laughs) i'm like so i just started you know embracing it and now cutting it so now you know, I just shave it all off whenever I want. But now when it grows out, it's just, you know, patchy. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I'm not trying to go over, like, having to grow it out, go to the barbershop. They line it up. I'm like, nah. I'm just, just going to go bald. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, one of the good things about my genetics is we got the hair. <laughs> At least my dad said. We got the Irish. We got the, like, even my, like, fucking dementia old ass grandpa still has, like, fucking a white man of hair on top of his head, you know. You know, I might as well be like Akon or Tory Lanez and go get that <laughs> that hair transplant across overseas, like because cause then I wouldn't need this. I wouldn't need this shit or always having to wear a hat. Like if they can have hair, I need some hair too. Like, yeah, man. Have you heard of a Wayne Newton? Wayne, who's that? He's a singer. He's an old singer. Obviously, we don't have this system pulled up, but he's like this. He's probably in his like seventies now, and you can tell there's just so much. Like that motherfucker has to have hair. Tra- he, he has the same hair they did in like the sixties. Like. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He probably, he probably has hair treatment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I just like just like keep me up on your appearance like that. Like I'm gonna go old, and I'm probably gonna go out young and not super young but right. younger i'm okay with that i'm go i'm you know i'm okay with going out at 60 i don't give a shit when i see the same <laughs> celebrities with like the same dark hair i'm like you you must be doing something to your hair that you don't have any white hairs <clears throat> you must be dying it or hair transplant something because like yeah. you, there's no way you can maintain that same hair from 21 years old or 22 to like 62 no no fuck that man yeah well yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna be a chill ass old man i'm gonna be smoking a blunt on my porch when i'm like 50 same yelling at kids same they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be shooting up heroin in the street while i'm smoking a blunt and be like, hey. uh yeah that's I, don't how. Know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one i don't know about that one that's where society's going man oh heroin <laughs> <laughs> heroin meth uh fentanyl you name it all. That's where it's going. What do you think about drug legalization? Do you think uh, all drugs should be legal? Do you think there's there's some that should be should remain illegal? Oh yeah, the, there's ones that obviously should should remain um, illegal. The, mm. You know, like fentanyl. Um, uh, meth. 
um, Coke. And I'm only saying these things because I I personally have never ingested those. Zans, never ingested. Um, weed is the only thing I've, yeah, I've, I'll fully support and back. Uh, everything else, like, I feel like there should be some type of regulation and... Well, I know there already is, but it's just it's just crazy to me how fentanyl can be found on the streets, yeah, like that, and when it's only supposed to be used in medical practices. Yeah, well, I would argue that that's <clears throat> a product of it being illegal, right? Like the reason that there's a fentanyl um, in it. I guess let me ask you this: why why do you think that those drugs uh, should be illegal? Oh, because like the 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 numerous you know aftermaths that you hear of people who have overdosed on them or like even here in Des Moines City Rapids somebody who touched a car door laced with fentanyl what happened they died and they they never were a user but just like that happened someone touched a car door yeah yeah with fentanyl. <laughs> yeah it, yeah it, it, it happened yeah the girl died yeah That's uh crazy. it was a it was a high school girl who uh who was dating I think somebody who was 21 but she was 18 but the dude was Dude had it been in high school for a good year or two, but yeah, touched the car door. Uh, she ended up in the hospital, died, and yeah, the 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 thing was circular circulating around on social media. Like, hey, the family was offering thirty thousand dollars for any type of information. It could be anonymous because uh, their daughter died. She was fairly young, and this was in Des Moines. Yeah, it was, it was some sad shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but goddamn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, dying from touching a door handle. I'm telling you, <laughs> like, pe- like people leave a, a a napkin in there, and you might think it's just something, but you go and touch it, and boom! Like when when somebody like a like a you'll, you'll see those videos on YouTube of a cop that somehow came into contact with fentanyl, but it was like breathing or something. Then he's has to be administered a, a uh, narcin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Them type of things, and just seeing the aftermath from those type of drugs, I'm just like, yeah, they should be, they need to be regulated or or illegal or whatever. Because hmm. just just seeing how individuals act off of that thing as they take it recreationally, I'm like, eh, that's not right. When I smoke weed, I don't be acting like that. When y'all do those drugs, you guys act completely different. So I feel like you know, and, yeah. Well, I I tend to be pro legalization. I I don't think like it's a universal uh like i think that's kind of like a uh uh, misconception about drugs like Mm -hmm. certain those certain drugs that like you know you take heroin you take meth and like you have this like extreme reaction or like that Mm -hmm. these bad things are gonna happen i don't really know how accurate that is i really do question like how many of those problems are associated with it being illegal Mm -hmm. like overdoses for instance like a lot of the reason why people overdose usually is because um it's mixed with like either the product they're getting is mixed with something like fentanyl right right. or um they are just not educated about the drug right and they are doing other using other drugs put you know drinking like for instance like if you're drinking with heroin that's Mm -hmm. like a cocktail for that's like suicide essentially um you know and people just that's kind of like a bad byproduct of like this war on drugs is that people aren't educated right so when they take these drugs then they're more subset they're maybe more susceptible to like you know hurting themselves whether you know whereas if they had known more about they would maybe they may be smarter and be like oh hey i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna drink with heroin right (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense 
I don't know. It's a, there is is you find a lot of people still kind of on the fence about those like, and I was for a long time too. But like, I don't know. I I, I guess at the end of the day, I question whether putting somebody in a cage mm-hmm. is the answer for them doing a substance. Yeah, uh, that too is tricky. <clears throat> um, sitting somebody in in a in a prison cell for, you know, having it consuming it i don't i don't know if that's like you know accurate punishment but then again going to rehab that doesn't always guarantee success you you can go into rehab and bullshit around yeah. and boom they release you and you're you're right back doing the same thing and i don't i'm pretty sure at the rehab they give you they probably give you medications and and things like that but if uh if prison is not, you know, the answer for people who ingest that type of stuff, then then what should the repercussion be, you know, for, you know, people using illegal drugs like, you know, meth, fentanyl, and those those type of things. Leave weed out of it. Weed is completely something yeah. different. Well, I would argue that there shouldn't be no repercussions. Um, like, I think, I think if someone does something... <laughs> You know, because a lot like you know, people make the argument like, "Oh, if someone takes meth, they're gonna do something violent." Right. You know, if they do something violent, charge them for the violence. I think like the drug is an unnecessary charge in the whole scheme of things. You know, like it it may you could maybe make the argument that it made an impact on like you know how they how their body was you know during that kind of thing, but like you know, intense intent like in. It, if somebody's gonna do something bad, like they're gonna do it bad regardless of what drug they're on. Right. I mean, I, I, that's why I believe, anyways. I, I feel like, I feel like, well, I, again, yeah, I, I, I haven't been on, on those, but I, I've, I've heard stories. I've, I've seen other people, you know, off of those things, and, uh, same with alcohol. I feel like drugs overall, they do have some type of influence on what you do. Yeah. Uh, like when you drink a lot, you might think it's liquid courage or you might be doing a lot of stuff that you normally don't do when you consume too much of, of alcohol. You know, um, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a tricky, tricky, tricky subject. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. It's it's. uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it it's hard. It's hard to say, like, what, you know, like and that's kind of the situation with it, too, is like. Um, these circumstances are complicated. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as cut kind of dry as like, oh, they did math, so they went and did this. Like mm-hmm. life has so many different incidents and altercations. And there could be there's so many factors that go into someone, right? You know, committing a violent crime. Right. They could already they could they they could have already committed the crime, and now they're trying to cope. So they go in. Sure. They go in. You know, use. But then, in court world. Oh, they run your shit. Oh, yeah, he was under the influence of this and that when we when he ran when we um ran his blood. But the whole time he committed the crime before he you know was you know was was using whatever if that was the case. So yeah. So let me ask you this: So if someone is like using, like let's say they're using heroin for relief, Mm. and they're just like they're not bothering anybody, they're just in their home using heroin. Um, they don't do anything violent. You know, they're upstanding. You know, you know they they go they go work. They're a citizen, etc. There are people that are like that. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think like do you think relieving your anxieties and your stressors like through means other than 
what's legal is okay uh as long as it doesn't hurt someone i think that's the like you know not to get political but like being libertarian for like like that's kind of the the differential in my mind is like whether you're being malicious or you know malignant towards someone um my my take on it is yeah they they might be doing that stuff in their house safe that okay they're doing in their house they're they're safe away from the world but once you step outside that house and you're you're out in public or you happen you know to to be out even even not even me but just like around okay say, say it is me right yeah. somebody steps out they uh they were they were safe in their home doing doing heroin and whatever they step out i'm around them i'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel uncomfortable. I might not know they're off of heroin, but I know they're gonna be acting not. They're not gonna be acting normal, based off of the after effects off of that stuff. So, I, for me personally, uh, it's just yeah. You might do it in your house. Yeah, that's 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 cool for you. But is is what is what happens after? You got to go out in public. You got I gotta you you got to let the words the world see you how you are. So would you would you say the same for like alcohol and marijuana? Uh, I feel with, for me personally, with, with marijuana, like I, I can function the same being smoking inside, going out to the public uh, and adjusting and things like that with, with alcohol. I feel like there's moderation with that because you know that when you drink inside your house, when you've exceeded that limit of when you step outside, how you're going to look. When you step outside again, your car, what's going to happen? Are you going to be able to drive or are you going to get pulled over? Yeah, well, I mean, that, and you know, that kind of goes back to like the malicious thing. Like, if you are putting yourself in it, like, if you're getting behind the wheel mm-hmm. and like you're un, unable to drive, then yeah, that's an issue. Right. I have a problem with that for sure. Um, but like, let's say like he, like he Ubered. Like, let's say somebody just like took a little huff of heroin and then they like went and Ubered <laughs> to the gas station, got, got, got themselves a little juicy juice pay their dollar whatever and then they left like i don't know i don't think that's bad (laughs) that that that's cool for them that's that 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 is great for them if if that's what they want to do in broad daylight take a sniff of that shit and go and get like that i that that's cool for them they just personally for me i'm like that guys this is what you get when you tune into the mccallister's podcast (laughs) I, I I can't go like like uh uh-uh. nah I, dude I'm like Joe Rogan at this point like I I just legalization comes up every five episodes and people are just <laughs> screaming at me and they're like dude shut the fuck up we don't care we understand about the legalization <laughs> we get it you want them all legalized shut the fuck up. If it was, the world would go crazy and Iowa would go madness. <laughs> Iowa would be madness. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Like, I, I have a heart. I feel like Joe Rogan almost is like, uh, do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Uh, not really. I, we talked about him a little bit yeah. the last time you're here. Um, like, he's kind of waned in quality, I feel like, a little bit because, like, he's kind of gotten into this like repetitive like he has the same points every time. Like, he, like, he, he has, like, his, like, 20... You know, different topics that he just like pulls like, well, yeah, and this is the thing. Like when you talk about this with this, this person, mm-hmm. like the Berkeley with or, you know, whatever, like what and it's always like relevant. Right. 
Like there's almost something kind of like like and I kind of worry about that as a podcaster. Like there's something kind of contrived almost in like doing episodes and like you have to like you know you know keeping the energy flowing. I feel like with 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 certain podcasts, especially I mean, if it's starting to become repetitive in a sense <clears throat> or having the same topics, I feel like it's uh, almost like regulated in a sense. Like the the topics are kind of like pre chosen or something, mm. or or like he he has a certain audience that he's trying to cater to, so his subject matter stays like almost damn near the same. Mm, I see. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the case because like I've I've seen clips of his stuff that certain clips that go viral reach my my feed on Facebook or Instagram and I'm like oh so this is what you said I'm like damn so yeah no I mean it is very possible for sure um I I do like to think that he is a person who's very like removed mm-hmm. like he like he is himself and he does not care like I do truly like. You know, I think there's a lot of controversy with him going to Spotify and like, oh, yeah. all, like all the money he took, like whether oh, yeah. that's affected the show. I think there's plenty oh, of evidence for it. When I saw that, when I saw that shit of Joe, like when he got that Spotify deal, I was just like, oh, okay. I see. So many people's hearts got crushed. They were like, because he was just like, he was the avenue for free speech. You oh know? yeah, and, and he still was. kind of is in a sense, but like it's it's a little it's dialed down though. You can tell it's dialed down. I, I don't want to say he sold out, but for that amount of money, like you definitely signed a contract. You you definitely sign some type of thing where he's got someone that's like down his throat. Yeah, sure. like like you got to talk about this and that. And the third like, w- like even um, uh, the Joe you, you know Joe Budden right? Yeah. So they had that podcast I think through Spotify too before you know Roy and Molly Mall like left because there was there was a huge deal with it. Uh, I think it was like everyday struggle so, something like that. I think it's separate or, or something, but it was a podcast. It was through Spotify. They couldn't reach a deal, you know, that was lucrative for everybody, that everybody, you know, was happy with. Yeah. And they ended up disbanding. And now it's, you know, no longer on, on, on Spotify or they're no longer, you know, all together. It's just one of those things. Like, I feel like those corporations, like, if you take the deal, it's going to be a large amount of money. But here's the terms you have to go to go through. And it might be a lengthy ass, you know, 10 year contract. That you got to complete. Exactly. <clears throat> and, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's a fickle bitch, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, well, and that's kind of like, <laughs> that's the thing I always, like, question. Like, you know, I like to think I'm the guy that, like, you know, facing the eye of the tiger, of, mm-hmm. like, you know, selling out. Like, I would be like, no, I'm going to. But, like, fuck, dude. Like, if it, for a certain dollar, that's hard, man. Like, if somebody today was like, hey, Coleman, I'll give you $500 million for the Macau Stars podcast. (laughs) What would you do? That's hard, bro. That's fucking hard. I could just start my own podcast again. (laughs) But, 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 but think like a big corporation. They might, they might be like, because they do shit like this. They'll be like, all right, cool. We're going to buy this for... We're gonna buy your brand for five hundred million, but you can't put out. You can't, you know, start a new brand. Or oh, yep, yep, yep. This for is the clause for for like two to five years. Mm-hmm. By that fifth year, you're you're back at a rebranding stage to make yourself pop, and that's all worth five hundred million. I'm like, ah, yeah. You could invest it though. True. 
invest it and, and let it, you know, marinate. So then those five years are up. Hey, let me start something. Yeah. But, and then but, it, can, it can just be for fun. Right. Right. Yeah. But anyways, that probably won't happen. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Knock on wood. You never know. Knock on wood. Yeah. Right. You, you, something could show up tomorrow. Hey, we, we saw your podcast last week. How you doing? I'm this and this. We'd like to cut you a check or checks. Uh, I don't know. I'm really like anal about like it being mine, like my baby, my like, like that's kind of why I stray away from, you know, signing with a one or like, like I go through, uh, like I don't go through like anchor FM, like a lot of people go through like anchor FM, which is fine. But the problem, cause it's free, but the problem when you do that is like, they own your show. Like I've always avoided like they technically like they're the likelihood of them actually doing anything is is very small. I don't think I've really heard anything, but like just the idea of like them possibly being like, "Oh, hey, we don't like the McAllister hours, bro." Like Damn. your show's just over. Like, yeah, I'm gonna pay that ten dollars a month for that to keep. Like, it's just to keep my shit. You know, I'm very I like I'm very like anti censorship and like mm-hmm. I I want to keep my you know crazy ass, but you know do this and you know it's important to me. No, that that that's what makes your show unique, and that's what stands out, and 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 that's what like that's what companies don't want. They want they want to come in and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they right. they want they want to come in and take over and be like, oh, we like this, but we want to change this and that and the third, and before you know it, you got a whole different show than what what you started with, and and I, I feel like if if a company likes what you're doing and they're willing to invest they should they should see your vision through and not try like yeah well throw gonna, some shit in there well i was gonna say that like I, I wouldn't say every company would necessarily act like that there's gotta be companies who would be like oh yeah like you keep doing your thing as mm-hmm. long as you bring us this profit right you know but like yeah rogan had to have some kind of like <laughs> like you know going back to like the n-word like mm-hmm. like how quick did he respond to that you know what i mean <laughs> it was like right after he's like Hey man, like he literally like saw, it looked like he like took a shower. Yeah, like saw that there was a video. That he was like, oh fuck, and then he just like, yeah, right, he, let's he to, let me pull out that. He he, he he had to quickly release a statement because like you you didn't hear not one time, not one time that Spotify decided, hey, we're gonna drop Joe. Right? Like they they put out a statement that they're not gonna drop Joe. Yeah, but here like I. I hate to bring this up, but because <laughs> because like it's it people feel like a certain way about it, and it's both sides. Kanye West, mm. Kanye West. There's there's oh, one side. I, I keep forgetting about that. There's one side that he said that anti-Semitic marks. He said stuff about George Floyd, which I I do not condone that shit. I don't I don't <laughs> yeah I I, I, I don't wild. condone his his, his anti statements. Yeah. White lives matter. Yeah, that I, that that all. White that, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm about to head out. I'm about to head out, yo. It's, it's been real. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, y'all. I'm, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. <laughs> nah, it, 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 it's all White good. <laughs> I made the joke. I I think it was actually the podcast that didn't even air because it got corrupted. So maybe that was why. But I was like, yeah, our movement's finally here. <laughs> Damn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he's a crazy motherfucker. And of course, he got Candace Owens. You know, that yeah. was his ace in the hole. That was like he's like his. He was with his branding team. He was like, 
like if I want to sell this white lash matter thing, I have to have like Candace Owens. a fucking edge, and then like, Candace fucking Owens. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 uh it's crazy because there there's that that's being in the media, and the other retrospect is like Kanye West was trying to get out all of his deals, his Adidas deal, his Gap deal, and everything else, and. What what I'm saying or what's being explained to me is like first he started with the White Lives Matter thing. Yeah. That they didn't really do anything. Like those brands didn't do anything, right? When it got to George Floyd, nobody did anything. No companies did shit. They put out statements like the the, the family respectfully as they should put out a statement like, Kanye, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. The minute he makes <laughs> Rude ass remarks about the Jewish community, <laughs> saying that DefCon three shit, that bullshit. What happens? Oh. Adidas, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's talent agency, I'm done. Gap, I'm done. Vogue, I'm done. I can go on a list of all the companies that say, "Hey, we're we're done fucking with you. We're done." And I'm and when it was now I'm not saying that what he said about the Jews is is okay because it's completely not, but it was a trend he was doing, and when it got blunt 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 disrespect, company was like, oh okay we've had enough, and he's been trying to get out of his contract, so it's just like I don't know if that was the most strategic way to go about it, but then again everybody's like oh. He's kind of, do you not know what he's going to do next? Like, he has a platform. He's trying to build a city and all this other stuff. And it's just. Don the Toot, baby. <laughs> it's, it's, it's both sides. I don't understand. So also, I'm like, you know, I don't know what Kanye is doing, uh, but it's, it's the same thing of getting finally where you want to be. And then you just like sabotaging it all. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you think that he's having a mental breakdown, or do you think he's like intentionally? I feel like he's having a mental breakdown. I mean, it was documented uh, that that uh, I forgot his name. I think his name is Noah something. He has a late night show, a late night talk show, and I know. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he said that he's deeply concerned for Kanye because it's been documented. Kanye needs to stay on his medication, and he hasn't been taking his medication. So he's been, his brain's been going far left and ever well, far, since. Well, far right, really. <laughs> far right. Let me let, let, let me be politically correct. Far right. Uh, and ever since his mother died, it's like it hasn't been. He hasn't been in the best spot, and I don't think he has a good support system. Like I don't think the the Kardashians are are a good support system. I don't think he has. Well, they're not anymore. Like, no. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely not. Most man, I don't know. What, I don't. Well, I really care about, but what the Kardashians are going through. But it's it's more like kids are being affected off of this stuff. That's and, the worst part. And it's just like Kanye. I don't know what the hell you're doing, but you need some therapy and you need some help because when your kids get to your age, they're gonna look back at, at this like, damn, my daddy was crazy. Yeah. Well, that is a reality sometimes, you know. People be people be tripping. 
I don't know how he gets that bold to just like just go ballistic and just say, okay, career suicide, career suicide. Like, so I take it you're not gonna vote for him in 2024. Fuck no, I ain't voting for no goddamn Kanye. <laughs> Man, I, I used to look up to that fool. I, I used to I used to look up to his his music, his 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 artistry, his his production. Like, and now I'm just like, buddy, <laughs> you ain't about to hear me singing like what is it, Heartless. Gold Digger, you're not about to hear me singing those tunes. Just like R. Kelly's ass, I'm not singing his tunes. Not mm. worth it. This might be an insensitive question, but like, do you think that this is like split the black community in any way? You said what? Did you think? Do you think that this whole thing with Kanye has split the black community in a way? Um, I don't think so. That well, I don't I, really know. I'm just curious. What What I see amongst like the black community, like through like news outlets in the comments, is just like. They're taking it the way I was like I was trying to explain it of like do you guys not know Kanye's been trying to get out of his contracts so this is him going to the most extreme to get out of his contracts mm, to 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 I like to, to to build his own store that he wanted to start, to start his own city uh, that he wanted and like all, all the stuff that you know they're they're saying in the comments is like there's actual blueprints and factual information behind it so. They haven't necessarily. I, I, I want to say that they necessarily haven't split. I think they're more shocked. And then you got the other side that is just like cancel culture, cancel Kanye, cancel Kanye. Like, dude's been censored on every platform. I think he was just on some podcast a couple days ago saying that. Oh, he, um, uh, Lex Friedman, maybe? Yeah. I have yet to watch it. It's on my. <laughs> I think, yeah, that. That that guy, yeah, Kanye was going off on him, telling him like, "Don't tell me what to fucking do." Da, 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 da. Oh, did it get heated? Oh, it got very heated. Ooh, it I got have, now I have heated. to watch it. I have to watch it after this. I Fuck. was like, "Yo, Kanye is off his rocker." It looked like one of those. The uh, looked like one of those things like Kanye hadn't showered in days. <laughs> he was wearing a hoodie and like a scruggly ass. Like he looked, he looked, he looked real scruffy. But then prior to that, he was just at his daughter's basketball game. Spending time with his kids, so just like it doesn't make sense what he's doing. But then again, like it's Kanye. <laughs> Kanye does whatever the fuck Kanye wants to do. Yeah. Oh, uh, like I hate to say it, he lost. He lost me after Trump. I, once he started <laughs> putting it, I, he lost me after Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't it funny that like he he still ran for president? Like I, yeah, yeah. Know? In 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 some states, he ended up on the ballot, and I'm yeah, just like, he did in Iowa. I didn't vote for his ass. <laughs> Ain't there's nothing he's gonna do for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this kind of a controversial question. Do you think? Because like, I feel like Kanye is almost like superseded race in a way. Like he really is all. He's really kind of like shown a light on like classism and like how like that's almost being exploited more so in a way what are your thoughts on that i think so too i i feel like he i feel like he doesn't even i feel like he doesn't even understand himself or his race anymore Mm. because when you when you get on a on your platform and you say those things knowing what like black people as a whole have been through it's just like yeah it's very removed you look at it like what the fuck and and even like 
Lil Wayne, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen that clip. Lil Wayne echoed the same thing in a sense. Some lady asked him, do you understand what Black Lives Matter? And he was like, a white cop sa saved my life when I had a bullet hole in my chest. So excuse me with that shit. I don't know what the fuck Black Lives Matter means. Yeah. Well, I think that was a little different. Um, I think that was him more um, <coughs> protesting against the movement versus like racism as a whole. I think Kanye's been more like more harmful in a sense. Because like, Black Lives Matter at the end of the day is just a political movement. Right. I think Con I, or not Kanye. I think Lil Wayne just, um, you know, I think he's a little more conservative. I think he just, you know, just wasn't with that movement. I think that was kind of more what that was about. Yeah, that too. And um, yeah, that and, and, and you said he didn't understand racism because of because of the the avenues or the or the life that he has now. And it's just like it's it's kind of construed. But but Kanye, I feel like is uh is doing more is, is actually doing actual damage mm. to the community um and it's quite apparent like if you don't sympathize with what's going on you don't you 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 fail to sympathize with george floyd that whole situation making arrogant comments uh he's very dis he's very removed yeah from the culture in the black community and i don't know if it's because his his status that he's gotten so up so far up in life that he just looks down on the stuff like I do understand that yes now <clears throat> there is some discrepancies about the Black Lives Movement the 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 Black Lives Matter political party like there's a whole like they, those people scammed you, like <laughs> I, I know you heard about that right <laughs> yeah well I mean they got a bunch of money from uh, Biden and they they bought a bunch of mansions I know yeah and I'm just like you guys took an actual cause that was in, intended for a good cause that was needed and turn it into a profiting you yeah. know thing you know it's funny too the 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 guy who like was like behind all the scamming was a white guy <laughs> See, and there's something just fucking hilarious about and, and, and this is why we, we 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 can't grow up and this is why we can't grow in life and this is this is why you know this is why people like do you ever don't like I don't even donate to the Red Cross like I like whenever it's like this time of the year oh, the no. holidays like I don't drop money in that bucket because I don't know where the money goes like I've seen all these commercials of no, Red I Cross don't. all these relief funds of oh send money to Africa or sponsor this kid for 20 cents a day I've been seeing these for years but I don't see any actual change happening with these no. organizations like the top CEO probably gets a two million dollar to four million dollar cut of what comes in. Yep, exactly. And whoever else gets scraps. It's in the fine print, man. It's in the fine print. You know, it's really funny. When I was a kid, I uh, I wanted to do like this uh, charity like fundraiser thing. Right. And I was like organizing it, and I actually like I had a piece of paper where people mm -hmm. assigned, and I like I really tried to write really tiny in it. Like twenty five percent of this money will go. To <laughs> You already know what the hell you were doing. Dude, I was taxing that fucking eight, man. I was fucking... 25% <laughs> My mom was like, you proceeds. can't fucking do that. <laughs> you know what you were doing. Yeah, and like, but in my mind, I was like, but that's what they do. Like, that's what the... So I should be fine. I'm starting <laughs> yeah, off young. Right. I need to get ahead. I need to get ahead. <laughs> that's my career path. I'm going to fucking uh, being a 
fu- uh, you know, fundraiser CEO or whatever, whatever the fuck. Hey, it seems like an easy ass job because everybody else is profiting and living large. All I gotta do is sit my ass there and count the money and act like I care for these companies, these fund relief or relief fund, you know, companies. Cool. Do you think they practice crying in the mirror? Do you think they have like a whole like half hour where they're just like, okay, all right, cancer, <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> I feel like that. Or they got to practice sulking before they get in the camera to, to do those commercial ads. Yeah, every right. Year. All right, now droop your face, lower your eyes, <laughs> frown your face, and action. We are here today to talk about the effects of blah, blah, and boom. They got a whole campaign ad running, so... <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like there's man. They they got the shit down to a T. They got a whole marketing thing. They 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 know when to cue in a little girl crying and all that shit. Like they <laughs> they know what the hell they're doing. All these companies do. Oh yeah, man. It's like reality TV. Like they oh, yeah. they just scripted. they throw it together. Yeah. Like all them love and hip hop shows scripted. <laughs> they're funny as hell to watch. Like I I I ain't gonna lie. Like love and hip hop Atlanta is funny as hell to watch. But like. It's just all, all that scripted shit. Like they, everybody knows what they're doing. Like it's it's yeah. a whole marketing thing. Yeah. If you heard that show, uh, Love Island, I don't watch reality TV at all, so I haven't watched any of these. But like, apparently, there's this show where like, um, you you have like ten couples and like they separate and go to different islands and they have like these like sexy people of the opposite gender like you know flaunting with them and stuff and like almost all of them fail and like the. <laughs> they break so, up and sounds like some cheating shit to me for real and like almost all of them cheat like they Damn. like very few like and it's like a competition like they like whoever's the last people like so know. basically they can't give into their temptations exactly. or that's what it's called it's called temptation island there you yeah. go there you go temptation island yeah i don't watch this bullshit but they must be married for years to risk it all yeah right that must be that must be like the point in your marriage where you're like i'm bored let's just let's just spice it up and see what happens like you know we were gonna have uh an orgy in our living room but <laughs> let's just go on temptation island that's a uh, that's a good middle ground you know i've never understood the term spice it up Let, <laughs> let's spice up our marriage let's spice up our relationship like 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 i'll be hearing shit for people like who intentionally get in fights with their with their significant other because oh i want to spice up the relationship so i'm gonna fight with my man like what type of toxic shit is that oh fuck that you actually want to like argue with your man or a girl want to or a man want to argue with his girl all to spice up a relationship and i'm like nah that's some toxicity right there fuck that nah i I run the other way (laughs) (laughs) for real for real yeah it's really sad that people People, th- you know, people take relationships when they think of like an like a game. Yeah, it's like, like it's they're like, like I have to, I have to earn the most or get, that, you know, be the best or whatever. And that's the majority you know? of why relationships relationships fail. It's like a, it's like a, it's like I always say, well, like a an impressing contest. It's just like, like comparing yourself almost. Yeah, yeah, comparing yourself to other people. That's an that's an endless game. You'll you'll like fucking die trying to win that one comparing yourself to others in a relationship is just like you're not even happy with yourself to be in a relationship no not at all you're just thinking about all that bullshit oh yeah oh it's like insecurities like a like a mug yeah man yeah yeah i mean in in terms of spicing it up i would say uh i draw the line to other people yeah like that yeah that's a no for me yeah i'm not i'm not throwing it like if if i'm dating a woman if i'm married to a woman 
and she's talking about spicing it up. The best we can do, um, I'll I'll go get some like, you know, some chocolate syrup, some honey. Um, we can uh we can go park the car at a church and do the nasty in the back seat and pray about it later on. Uh, but that, like we we can think about ways to spice up between us two. But I'm not throwing another girl into there if she's talking about. I want to throw another. We're not. We're not doing none of that. It's gonna be me and you. Yeah, I agree. That's it. I agree. I think that just opens up a door. Like, uh, I feel like w- when you've done that, the the relationship's already over. Oh, it's it's completely over. If I have to see if both sides, if a, if if my woman has to see me pleasuring another woman, long, longevity, that's not gonna do well with her mental. If I have to see another man pleasuring my woman i'm out the door yo he already <laughs> he, he already making you feel how i like, like yo, i'm co- gone i leave love me the alone. contrast leave me alone. yeah like see see <laughs> everybody deals with it differently i know within myself if i saw that shit i'm done there's no there's no let's talk about there's none of that like i'm done leave no me that's alone. yeah that's uh, how i am too <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I, I can relate to that. You know, you, you be in relationships where, mm-hmm. like, you just see the other person, you know, mingle a little too much with the, with other people, and you're like, yeah. And it's yeah. always funny when it ends, and then they end up going that way. It's like, ah, I called it. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, you see what they're doing, and you're like, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, like what are you doing? And they make it look like you're crazy. Mm, and yeah, then, some good old gaslighting. Yep. Yeah, and then it's just like, you think for a second you're not crazy, but then you see as the situation plays out, they do what they want. And then, it, and then it never works out for them. And then they come knocking at you, like, hey, how's it going? No. Like, you you left, so stay. Like, don't, don't come around. Fuck, dude. Well, that, this is kind of a tragic note to end it on, but <laughs> hey, we've been going for about an hour twenty. I think it's a good place. For oh man, up. that's how I know it's been a good, a good, right? a good right? podcast because it, it literally feels like I've been here for like maybe thirty minutes, <laughs> maybe if that. But you're saying an hour twenty. That's how I know it's a good conversation. But I don't Hell mind yeah. editing on that. I mean, relationships are relationships, and yeah. it never should be forced. It should be like something genuine that just happens organically. Yeah. TDLR, there are some crazy bitches out there. Watch I know out. that's right. Watch I, out. Nobody gave me the red flags at a point in time in my life about about that crazy shit, man. I got no red flags, you know? And I got hurt. got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had the opposite experience. There were red flags left and right, and I was just pushing through. <laughs> <laughs> you a different kind of breed. You a different kind uh, of breed, dude. I I was raised like Irish Catholic, you know, like hard like hardcore family values. Like I mm-hmm. wanted that, you know. You're gonna push through it no matter work. what. Yeah, I understand that. Trust me, yeah. I understand that. But eventually, your sanity goes, and you're like, yeah, that's gotta, a, gotta watch out. Gotta watch out for you. That's the hardest part: your sanity, and then uh, regrouping and figuring out yourself. Again. Mm, exactly, exactly. But you know what? It's almost always. I would say if if you feel the need to leave, leave and yeah. like and like if it, if it you know and everybody kind of gets that impulse. But if you like are truly in a relationship and you're truly like, you know, a majority of my time I am not happy. Like get out of that. I guarantee you feel better. Oh, facts. Like I I I'll, I'll lastly end with 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 relationships. Like it's it's one of those things. Like you have to be respected. Your respect is first mm. on both ends. Yes. 
you know, you guys always had to be on the same page. Y'all had to remain level-headed. And there should always be positivity. And if you're not being respected in a relationship, you're being called out your name, you're being gaslighted in public, you're being disrespected in public, mm. it it only gets bad from there. And you got to stop. Yeah. yeah. Slap that bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I, I don't condone that. Let, let me say that before. I, I don't want to ruin my brand I'm trying to build and lose whatever endorsements that I probably will never have. <laughs> I don't condone no violence towards women. I love women. I don't hit women. I love upon women, but we don't hit them. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I was like, "You already <laughs> fucked all those up by coming on the show, my friend. You're screwed." <laughs> oh, there they go. They just went out the door. I'm kidding, Michael. It's been a pleasure, man. <laughs> been a pleasure, uh, where man. can people find you? Where all that your socials? Uh, follow me on all my social medias, all the socials: uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, Michael M. Jenny. Um, as November rolls around, we're gonna I'm gonna do my best to close out fourth quarter strong with some new music and then as soon as twenty twenty three year hits, it's E P time. Most definitely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm I'm excited for it. I always love what you do. You have a very you have a beautiful voice. You oh, do, appreciate it, man. You do great, you know. I love your music, you do great stuff, man. Oh, that's love, man. And appreciate I love having it. you on the podcast. You're a great guest. Come on uh, anytime. Yeah, we're gonna go for number four and five, man. Hell yeah. All yeah. the time. All the time. Guys, stay tuned every Monday and Thursday at seven. Um also go check out the Patreon. If you like what we do here and you want a little extra content, you willing to pay that little extra buck for slave labor, um, you know, cut c- come check us out on the Patreon. Hell yeah. Most deaf. All right. Peace everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Good night. <laughs>